Welcome to the Walking in Purpose podcast, where we teach you how to discover your God-ordained purpose for your life and relationships. And I'm your host, Afoke Wonsuzu. So let's get down to it. Hello, everyone. How are you guys doing today? I hope you had a blessed weekend. Uh, I just want to speak victory in every area of your lives right now. Healing and most of all, peace. I want to speak healing, peace, and victory in every area of your life. Peace through whatever you may be going through and to remind you that God is right there with you in whatever you're going through right now. So give it all to him. God's got you, okay? Give it all to him. He would take care of everything, okay? Amen. And in Jesus' name, that prayer goes forth for you. Amen. So, all right, we're still on the series of Chosen. And this episode is a part three in the series. And I didn't want this series to end without discussing the process that prepares you for purpose and also the blessing tied to your purpose. And if you remember in episode 21, we talked about how your purpose is tied to your transgenerational blessing. And a transgenerational blessing is not an ordinary blessing. It is a blessing that transcends even generations after you. A blessing that will be felt by your children's children's children, okay? And many and many generations after you, they will still be aware of this blessing. Meaning because of you, your family line will be blessed all because you chose to walk in your purpose. And this transgenerational blessing is also called the fifth year blessing, okay? It's called the fifth year blessing in the Bible. And you may be wondering what it is. Well, it is the blessing of blessings, a blessing that signifies breakthrough, a change of levels, a blessing that introduces you to the world. It is a type of blessing that we all desire. Yes, God will always bless you, but this fifth-year blessing is the blessing that God truly uses to introduce you to the world. So what's so special about this fifth-year blessing? Well, let's take a look at it. Um, First of all, number five, biblically, it means God's grace, God's goodness and favor. And this fifth year blessing is mentioned in in, uh, Leviticus 19 verse 25. And that verse says, but in the fifth year, you may eat its fruit. In In this way, your harvest will be increased. I am the Lord your God. So in the fifth year, Um, It produces God's abundant blessings in your life. It's a blessing of increase and abundance. And abundance just means a very large quantity of something. So it is a blessing that comes in a very large quantity or comes in very large quantities. A blessing where you begin to eat the fruit of your labor. A place where you have and will experience abundant blessings. Amen. And this is God's desire for us to enjoy such abundant blessings in our lives. And I know personally for me, I have prayed in the past and asked God numerous times for this fifth year blessing in my life. And I'm sure you've done so as well, as in you've prayed for such uh, or you've prayed such prayers as well. Okay, because we all desire blessings that will not only bless us, but also bless our families. A blessing that will make you a blessing to the world. And that's a good desire for us all to have. But the thing is, in my experience, whenever I prayed for my fifth year blessing in the past, I never got an answer to this fifth year blessing. And I prayed for so long 
that I got to a point where I just asked God if this fifth-year blessing is real and if they are even for me. Like, am I ever going to experience this fifth-year blessing? Because it's like I'm praying, but yet nothing is manifesting. And after going through that experience, I asked the Holy Spirit why, and he made me understand that for the fifth-year blessing to be realized or experienced in my life, in your life, in our lives, marriages, families, ministry, in all area of our lives, there are things that need to be done first. Okay, there are things that need to be done first before we can obtain and experience that fifth-year blessing, that transgenerational blessing. And what are these things? We can find them in that same verse, in the Leviticus 19, verse 23 to 24. Uh, we read 25 prior, but now we're reading Leviticus 19, verse 23, 23 to 24, which says, When you enter the land and plant any kind of fruit tree, regard its fruit as forbidden. For three years you are to consider it forbidden. It must not be eaten. In the fourth year, all its fruit will be holy, an offering of praise to the Lord. And then verse 25 again says, But in the fifth year, you may eat its fruit. In this way, your harvest will be increased. I am the Lord your God. You see, from these verses, we see in verse 25 again that the fifth year blessing is uh, the blessing of increase and abundance. Okay, but verse 23 to 24 now talks about planting the seeds for growth in order to receive the harvest in that fifth year, which brings about the name, the fifth year blessing, a blessing of increase and abundance. So in order to experience that fifth year blessing in your life, that transgenerational blessing, you need to get to work. You need to plant. And planting is that thing required of you. And to enter the land, like verse 23 there says in Leviticus 19, to enter the land, said uh, that verse said, when you enter the land and plant any kind of fruit tree. Okay, in this context, in our chosen series, um, entering the land means to enter into your purpose, like to discover your purpose. Enter into the discovery of your purpose but don't let it end there. You have to plant. That is, you have to take an action step in order for you to grow into your purpose, in order for your fifth year blessings to manifest at the right time. It doesn't mean it'll take exactly five years for everyone, but it will take some time from discovery of purpose to planting for growth and then for the harvest to be realized. You see, for some people, action steps might mean going through some life experiences or learning a skill or obtaining revelations from the word of God. But whatever action you have to take, God will reveal to you because he gave you that purpose in the first place and he won't leave you stranded. So you and me, we all need to grow to obtain God's fifth year blessing because it is the blessing tied to your purpose. Not that God won't bless you in the meantime. He always blesses us. But what I am referring to here is a transgenerational blessing attached to your purpose. And that blessing is bigger than you because generations after you will still feel the effect. 
Amen. And to be honest with you, I used to be uh, among the people praying for this fifth year blessing to manifest in my life. And I was just shouting amen and amen and amen to any blessing related prayer. Until one day, I really sat down with God and I, I was like, God, this amen stuff isn't working. And I knew it wasn't working, not because the word amen is fake, no. So it meant I had to have been doing some things the wrong way. So I asked the Holy Spirit, like, what am I doing wrong? Like, what do I need to do to have this fifth year blessing realized in my life? Because I was seriously tired of shouting amen, tired of catching all the blessings with my mouth alone. And I asked the Holy Spirit to show me what I must do to obtain this blessing. And the Holy Spirit showed me through studying the word of God, like I'm sharing with you today, that I had to grow into that blessing. I was like, what? Oh, wow. <laughs> like, wow. So you mean to tell me that in my how many years of going to church and listening to all the sermons, not one of the preachers could preach to tell me that it wasn't just all about shouting amen, that I had to grow into the promises God had for me, that there are steps I needed to take to prepare for the blessing before I can obtain it? Fam, at that point, I really felt somewhat disappointed, but at the same time, liberated. Because I now gained, at that time, I gained understanding from God that I had to grow. And since that day, I've just kept growing. And I'll keep growing until I'm mature enough to handle the blessing that God has prepared for me to handle. So fam, family, it is not just about shouting the loudest amen or saying I receive it whenever a blessing is being declared or even on every Instagram post that dares to share a prayer or a blessing and you just shout amen or type amen on that post. No. Sis, bro, that's probably why you feel this Christian faith isn't working for you if you feel that way. Because you just may be shouting amen here and there, yet, yet there have been no seeds put in the ground in order for your prayers and amen to work. Likewise, for some sisters listening today from around the world, you are probably still single and thinking something is wrong with you. Sis, there is nothing wrong with you. You are the best woman for the, for the, for the best man God has ordained to be your husband. Nothing is wrong with you, but you just cannot afford to keep shouting amen here and there. Are you ready? Sis, are you ready? If that man God has for you should come into your life right now, are you ready for him? Or will the relationship end before it even starts? At some point, you'll have to slow down and ask yourself if you're even ready for that blessing you're asking for in form of a marriage or a relationship. Because guess what? Shouting amen doesn't make you ready. And truthfully, amen is not equal to growth. Amen is not equal to planting. I'm going to take that one again. Shouting amen is not equal to growth and shouting amen is not equal to planting because when you keep shouting amen, yet you don't sow the seed planted for growth in order to see results, you'll eventually get frustrated and say, this Christianity thing isn't working. It is fake, but no, it's not. <laughs> okay, on the contrary, when you shout amen and you haven't planted and therefore don't see results, and then maybe you say this Christianity thing is fake or it only works for some people, what you're doing is like 
saying you have an apple seed. For example, say you have an apple seed and that seed, you do nothing with it. It just stays on your desk and you're praying and shouting amen and amen and amen. Quick question. If you do this, do you expect a full-blown apple tree that is bearing the sweetest fruits to appear out of that seed all of a sudden just because you're shouting a couple of amens? Of course not. And if someone does uh, this exact thing from our example, you'd be like, what? What's going on here? Like you would expect such a person to put their hands to work. Okay. Take that seed, plant it. Okay. Grow it, nurture it in order to see and experience that apple tree with, with its fruits. Right? Exactly. So The same is true for you. If you don't put your hands to work and plant the seeds required for your specific purpose, then you will never see this fifth-year blessing happen for you. Remember, not all the blessing, uh, not not all the blessings of God in your life um, would you know, have to be tied to your fifth year blessing because God keeps blessing his children. But the fifth year blessing is what you'll be holding back if you refuse to take action to discover your purpose, which is the seed in this case. So you have to start planting. And that could be in the form of embracing whatever experiences God has put into your life right now, or to learn a skill or to overcome something with the help of the Holy Spirit or in whatever way God requires of you. If you don't plant these seeds in order to see growth for the fruits to manifest, then the fifth year blessing will be far from reality. Okay. If you don't plant these seeds in order to see the growth for the fruits to manifest, then the fifth year blessing will be far from reality. Let's look at the life of Joseph. You can read the exact verse in your spare time. But everything I'll be sharing about the life of Joseph can be found from Genesis 37 to 48. So looking at the life of Joseph, sure, he was sold into slavery. But in the end, he became the second highest ruler in the land of Egypt. And through him, his generation was spared from dying of farming. And all other nations were spared, even the land of Egypt, all because of Joseph. Because of him, the land of Egypt was spared and remained the world superpower of that time. So Joseph's Joseph's gifting or talent was tied to his purpose and the blessings tied to his purpose made him a transgenerational blessing. And that's awesome. But don't forget that there were There were some things that had to happen before he got to the seat of authority in Egypt. And that's what most of us fail to realize. You see, Joseph did not just leave Canaan, his hometown, and then took a stroll into Egypt to just interpret a a couple of dreams and bam, he became ruler of Egypt. No, that's not how it happened. Okay, let's be real. If Joseph wasn't sold into slavery, would he have been a ruler in Egypt? It's a no, a big fat no. And after being sold into slavery, he got thrown into prison because of someone's lies. And even while in prison, God kept showing him favor. He was ruling in prison, practicing and gaining skills for where God was taking him to, even though he had no idea he was doing so at the time. I don't know who this is for, 
But whoever may have said something bad about you, whoever may have lied on you or lied against you and said horrible things about you because of jealousy and wanting to spoil your good name, hoping that you won't amount to nothing, whoever may have said you're not good enough because of your family history, whoever may have rejected you because of your background or your past, please hear this good news from the word of God today. Okay, no matter what has been said about you, it can never and will never change the amazing blessings of God upon your life. And you better believe that. In fact, their lies and rejection are just making your story even much more sweeter and interesting because just like Joseph, though you may be in a position of life that feels like people have thrown you under the bus, guess what? God has prepared not preparing, it is already done. So he has prepared a table for you in the presence of your enemies. And that table preparation is the blessing attached to your purpose, regardless of what any liar says. And also regardless of any lie of the enemy. Because you will still walk in your purpose as long as you stay in God. Trust the process to your purpose, plant those seeds and keep growing according to the plan God has for your life. And yes, God will bless you in the presence of your enemies so they can see that even though they tried so hard to bring you down, their efforts were in vain because it never changed the plans and blessings God had for you. You see, their eyes will not believe the amount of blessings God will be showing on you daily or showering on you daily, but there is a process to purpose. Okay, and that process cannot be avoided because it is your path to purpose. And that process is the planting, it's the growing, and growth takes time. So you need to walk with God, trust the process, and appreciate the process no matter how long it may take or no matter how that process may look like. You see, for Joseph again, while he was in prison, the word of God says the prison wardens paid him no attention because he found so much favor in their eyes. In fact, Joseph was ruling. He was in charge in that prison. And even though he had authority in that prison, I'm sure he may have asked, why, Lord, haven't I suffered enough? Why am I in prison? For the wrong reasons. That's why sometimes we have to look past our situation and try to gain understanding from God as to why some things are happening, okay? Because sometimes you feel God sends some situations to hurt you, but no, look again. That situation is actually meant to grow you, to train you with skills for where you are going to, for where God is sending you to. So yes, Joseph had to go through being sold into slavery. He, he had to go through being lied on or against, rejected by the master who loved and trusted him. And then to add salt to injury, he was thrown into prison for something that he did not do all before he got to the position God had prepared for him. And same for you. Your purpose is a great one and there are things you need to do, experiences you need to go through that will grow you into a person that holds the solutions to problems in the future. So there is a process to purpose. Again, there is a process to purpose. And for me, my life's process has been somewhat like Joseph. For most of my life, some things just didn't make sense, like at all, like it made no sense. For most of for most of my life, it just felt like I was in a prison. 
Okay, even though God still granted me favor and kindness, just like Joseph, but still it felt like a prison. Like I was confined in a prison, but God just kept telling me to trust him even when I did not know what he was doing. It just felt like I was doing all the right things, but nothing was happening for me. And not only was nothing not Sorry, not only was nothing happening for me, a lot of things were happening for people who weren't even trying at all. And I used to say, how and why? And I'm sure you may have felt this way as well or asked the same questions or experienced the same thing I was experiencing. And when I asked why, here's what God told me and what God is saying to you today. Okay, he said he I, he said I am taking you to a unique place and taking you through a unique process. Meaning, God is growing you through your experiences, growing you through all the hardship you had to go through, giving you solutions to overcome your own problems and issues that you faced back then, that I faced back then, because He was and is training you, training me for my place of purpose, for your place of purpose, where you and I would be providing unique solutions to unique problems for other people. Okay, and not only that, God also said, even those people who may have run ahead of you, most of them will come back to you to obtain the solutions to things they will experience later in their life. Why? Because you and I already went through it or will go through it and God had prepared me and he's preparing you for the same thing. Amen. So whatever experiences you may be going through today, my sister, my brother, I pray that you receive the understanding shared today with you from the word of God so that you begin to see with eyes of understanding, not worry. And to understand that there is purpose behind your pain. And God isn't just making you go through some unique experiences just to punish you, no. But he's making you go through them to push you into your purpose. Not to punish you, but to push you into your purpose. That's why whatever experiences you go through, walk with God. He knew they would happen because it is your process to purpose. And seek for the solutions to your current situation because God has already put the, situ- sorry, put the solution in his word for you. In your thinking, in your life, it is there somewhere, okay? And also, that's why you need to grow through your life experiences because your growth pattern out of that situation is exactly what God is giving you as a solution to someone else's problem. And I'm pretty sure it was the same way God kept telling Joseph, trust me, even if you don't know what I am doing. Joseph was in the prison. Though he was ruling in in the prison, I mean, it was still the prison. And I can imagine he may have also asked for understanding because being in prison is no joke. But I'm sure God said, hey, my son, Joseph, believe me, just trust me. I'm preparing you for something. I am taking you somewhere. Just trust me. You see, Joseph, he had an idea because he had his dreams where he saw people bowing down to him, including his family. But at the same time, he didn't really understand meaning he had no idea how magnificent the blessing of God was going to be and the process required for that blessing to unfold. So I'm pretty sure God told Joseph to trust him because God had already written his life story. And in God's story, the last stop before Joseph's greatness was the prison house. Okay, and all through Joseph's Joseph's experiences, he had no idea God was just strategically positioning him through his betrayal story, 
his being sold into slavery story, his being lied against story, and his prison story. He had no idea that God was using all these experiences to get him into a place of authority, a place where God will bless him abundantly with a blessing that was bigger than him, to be a transgenerational blessing. I don't know what dead end kind of job you may have been in or you're currently in. I don't know what kind of prison-like experiences life may have thrown you into, but don't worry. God allowed them to happen because your because your experiences, the sum total of all your experiences is the training ground for your place of purpose. So that dead end looking job, it might look silly to you. It may be difficult, just enough to get by, but look again. It is just God strategically positioning you just like Joseph for greatness. That prison-like experience that you may have gone through or currently going through, those past experiences that may have been so bad that makes you ashamed. No, don't be ashamed. If If you have Christ, allow him work through that mess and turn it into a message. Allow God use your story for his glory. Allow God use your story for his glory. God is intentional with each and every one of us listening today. And God wants you to understand that the things you're going through are meant to grow you, not kill you. And if you agree today to discover your purpose, if you haven't yet discovered it um, at this time, if you haven't, please check out episode 23 for some tips on how to discover your purpose. Okay, episode 23. So walk with God, plant the seeds. It could be trusting God through the process and growing through whatever experiences you may be going through right now. It could be to learn a skill. It could be to prepare for a marriage. Whatever it may be, you would need to identify the type of seeds you need to plant in this season. Okay, because the type of seeds you plant in this season will determine the type of fruits you will harvest. Okay, an apple seed bears apple fruits. A cherry seed bears cherry fruits. So whatever seeds you plant today will be the fruits you enjoy tomorrow. Okay, whatever seeds you plant today will be the fruits you enjoy tomorrow. So make sure you walk with God to ensure you know what seed you are planting in this season and grow through that season. Grow with God. He will keep giving you understanding through it all like he did for Joseph, for me, and countless many others, because he will also see you through your process to purpose. Okay, so now speaking of Joseph again, I mean, Joseph lived on earth long before the story of Jesus. So this story of Joseph is over 2,000 years old. Yet, in 2019, I am using his story as a reference, connecting with his story. Why? Because he had a process that looked similar to mine. God is taking me and is taking you to a place that is similar to Joseph's. Because when Joseph changed overnight from being a prisoner to becoming the second highest ruler in the land of Egypt, that is what we call the transgenerational blessing. The fifth year blessing, a blessing where um, so many years after he has gone off the earth, we are still using him as a point of reference, a testimony. Amen. And that's where God wants to take you to. Amen. Because all of Joseph's life experiences brought him to the exact minute. Joseph was asked to interpret the king's dream and provide a solution to the king's problem, which no 
wise man could solve in the land of Egypt. That exact solution is what made Joseph become the second most powerful ruler in Egypt. That was his fourth year of his growth process turning into his fifth year blessing. And that was his purpose blooming to full maturity. His experiences led to that opportunity that transformed him into a transgenerational blessing. And God also wants to use all of your life experiences, your talents, your passions, your gifts that are tied to your purpose to bring you to the right opportunity. When you are mature enough, and that, and that opportunity is where you'll be providing solutions to problems. And that will be the game changer in your life, where God turns you from a nobody to a transgenerational blessing. Amen. So just as I round up today, I just want to share some few points on the importance of growth. The first is depth in the word of God. Depth in the word of God. And this journey of growth, you can't do it alone. God has set you on this journey and you have to walk with God to endure the process to purpose. Matthew 7 verse 24 to 27, Jesus says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. So in order for you not to crash on your journey to purpose, in your process to purpose, you need to build your house on the rock, meaning you have to build yourself up in the word of God, in the presence of God, walking with God. Because purpose purpose or, or, or not, life will happen. And when it does, you need to be sure that when the rain comes down, when the streams rise, when the winds blow, that they can beat against your house, meaning you can feel the effect of these things, but they would not crash you or destroy you, but rather they would build you up. Okay? Truth is, when you can go through life's challenges without crashing because you have a solid foundation through Christ Jesus, all those sufferings are producing perseverance. And what that means is to stand firm despite the difficulties or failures or hardship that comes into your life. And perseverance produces character. Okay? God is going to use all your life experiences, providing that you grow through them. They will produce character in you because God is using those same experiences to mold you and shape you into the type of person that would need to handle your fifth year blessing that will transcend through generations to make you a transgenerational blessing. And character produces hope. Because the more you get into character, the more the eyes of your understanding are enlightened, okay, to see where God is taking you to, to help you stay on course, to help you stay focused. And we know God never disappoints. You will surely get to your fifth year blessing. And in terms of how you grow into this fifth year blessing, think of it like a Chinese bamboo tree. 
Okay, and you can look it up on Google in your spare time. This tree doesn't grow for the first four years. Okay, year one goes by, nothing happens. Year two, the same thing, no results. Year three, year four, nothing to show for it. But in the fifth year, wow, it grows up to, sorry, it grows up to 80 feet in just six weeks. I almost said 50, 50 feet. In the fifth year, it grows up to 80 feet in just six weeks. That's an astonishing rate of growth in its fifth year alone and in just under six weeks. But the tree just didn't grow overnight, did it? The tree was forming an intricate network system of roots, building perseverance to withstand the storms tomorrow. The roots were stretching out, spreading out wide in order to build character to handle that fifth year blessing that was coming its way. What happens with the roots of the Chinese bamboo tree is exactly how God is preparing you to handle the greatness of the blessing coming in the fifth year. Because when that blessing comes, it's going to be so great and you need to ensure that blessing will not break you. So even as you grow, if you don't see instant results, don't panic. Just try to understand if you're like the Chinese bamboo tree or perhaps an apple tree. An apple tree also takes a while to grow, but throughout the growth, the growth process of an apple tree, you can see the evidence of growth with the apple tree. But for the Chinese bamboo tree, you don't really see any evidence. Its own type of growth is happening inside the ground for the first four years. No one sees nothing. Which brings me to my next point, which is understand the type of seed you are and understand your growth process. Okay, understand the type of seed you are and understand your growth process. You need to know this so you don't compare yourself with others others or other people's growth processes. You can't compare an apple tree to a Chinese bamboo tree's growth. If you do so, you say the Chinese bamboo tree is pretty much useless in the first year, but, but then it only shows tremendous growth in its fifth year. And if your growth resembles that of a Chinese bamboo tree and you have no idea that that is your growth pattern, you will just frustrate yourself and uproot your seed before it gets a chance to grow, all because you chose to compare. So understand the type of seed that you are so you can understand your growth process. Because if not, you're just going to keep comparing and you'd never go anywhere. So in order to avoid comparison, gain understanding. You can say Joseph's growth was very much like the Chinese bamboo tree. And same for me. Yours might be like an apple tree's growth or a different kind of tree or maybe a Chinese bamboo tree's growth as well. But you would need to know what your growth process looks like. Okay, and my third point is your purpose would not fulfill itself. Okay, and that's just the truth. If you don't grow into your purpose and start walking in it, your purpose would never be fulfilled. So you have to grow. Joseph's dreams were tied to his purpose, but the purpose didn't fulfill themselves or itself. Joseph had to grow through his unique process for the unique place God was taking him to. And the same is true for you. You have to grow. Okay, and my last point for today is that the blessings of God, it adds no sorrow. Yes, it doesn't. And it says so there in Proverbs 10 verse 22. And it says, the blessings of the Lord, it maketh rich and he addeth no sorrow to it. Meaning that God would not give you a blessing that will bring you sorrow. God will not bless you to crash you. So he prepares, sorry, he prepares you to handle that blessing. 
So grow because your purpose awaits and there's a transgenerational blessing with your name on it. Amen. So grow because your purpose awaits and there is a transgenerational blessing with your name on it. Praise God. So that's all for now, fam. I believe this message has blessed you. I celebrate your continued growth into your purpose and the journey into experiencing the many blessings God has in store for you. We love you guys. We celebrate you. Thanks for rocking with us and God bless you. We will see you next week. God bless you. And I'm sure this message has blessed you as much as it has blessed me. Please like, subscribe, share, leave a comment to let me know how you've been blessed by this message. Or if you would like to email us, you can do so by writing to us at info at walkinginpurpose.ca. Also, don't forget to follow our page on Instagram at Walking in Purpose Podcast and also share with as many as the Holy Spirit leads you to share with. God bless you and I'll see you next week.